Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. My name's Panos and today we're going to be talking about the dogs are being unsettled in the car. I've had a few people ask me the question, so I thought it becomes an episode of the podcast. Gets my thoughts down there, something to send out to people if they're having issues. And if you are at home having issues with your dog that is unsettled the car, whether your dog's overexcited or whether overly anxious, fearful, and we'll cover a couple of those things. If you have a puppy, then it's things to consider in terms of what you should do with your dog in the car. Number one is that if you have a puppy and he's fresh, eight to 12 weeks old, get your puppy in the car maybe twice, three times a week, just for a short drive around the block, maybe up down to the shops, get your puppy out and then start walking just so that your puppy, number one, can be comfortable with being in the car because it can be a little bit of a scary experience, especially if you've gone for very long drives picking your puppy up and if they've had motion sickness and things like that, you want to desensitize being inside the car. So every time your dog gets in the car, they have a certain association and you want to make sure that you're in control of the association that they have. And that means either getting, if your dog gets overly excited, way too over the top, jumping into the car, running around. Number one is you got to get in the car and sit in the car for five minutes, get back out of the car, and then maybe go back inside or going for a walk. Maybe after a training session, get in the car, drive around the block, and then get out of the car. Just to show them the car doesn't always produce an exciting result, i.e. dog park, beach, even though we don't like the dog parks, that's what happens. The dog gets so excited about going, oh my God, we're in the car, we're definitely going to that very, 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 very exciting place. So then they, they lose all their cool while they're in the car and they're barking the whole time, they're looking out the window, they're back and forth and become very distressing for you, um, dangerous because of course you can get into an accident. But also your dog's in the wrong state of mind while you're trying to drive around. When they get out of the car, they're way too over the threshold. It's very hard for them to be calm and be obedient. So with dogs that have anxiety about the car, mainly it's because a few things, like and the, the, the most uncommon would be your dog was standing up, you hit the brakes or something happened, a car accident, and now your dog's scared of going in there because it's associated with scary things. So make sure that this goes for all the time. When your dog's in the car, he's secure one way or another with a harness or in the crate. So that way they're they can't go flying across and out the window because one of the, th so there's a few things that I, that I have heard um, from a paramedic, I think it was, that, um, that came back to me and said, the biggest reason why the dog should be secure in the car is because when there's been an accident, the dog then protects their owner in such an extreme stressful situation that the paramedics and rescue people can't get to the person to help them. So that was pretty interesting. Also, dogs go flying out the front window, um, which obviously is no good for anybody. And also, if you get into an accident, your dog freaks out, jumps out the window and runs away. So being secure one way or another is important. Inside the crate can be really um, beneficial if your car allows for that sort of space. And, um, and obviously, you have to have your dog crate trained to be able to do that. With dogs that have motion sickness, it's very, very common, and that's usually when your dog gets in the car, they vomited because obviously, you know, the car's moving, they're not moving, so then they lose their inner balance and, and they do throw up. So then what happens is if they've had such a negative experience just through conditioning, 
that they just see the car and that Pavlovian response happens, except now they're not feeling, oh, I want to have some food. They're going to think, oh my God, looking at the car makes me want to vomit. Just like you've had a bad night on tequila and you just take a whiff of that, it will bring back all the bad moment uh, memories as well as that gag reflex uh, because that's your body telling you you were really sick and poisoned by that. Don't drink that again. So it's the same sort of effect that the dog has going into the car. So ways to combat that is number one, don't go for massive long drives so your dog does get sick. Get in the car and just drive up and down the street. Just even getting in the car, hanging out, get some emails done, make a phone call, you know, scroll through Instagram, listen to the podcast, and then bring the dog back out. Just like we were in the car, it was didn't move, and we can start to desensitize a little bit to that. Then slowly turn the car on, back the car out of the driveway, park it in the front of your house, and they're all they those are all separate steps. So for three days, you just turn the car on, turn it back off. For another you know, week after that, turn the car on, back it out the driveway, get out of the car, go for the walk, just so that the dog's like, oh, I'm not getting sick every time I go in here. But if 100% of the time your dog gets sick every time they go in the car, then of course that's how they're going to feel every time they even see the car. And some dogs that I see, they'll run right around the car and run away from it um, if they're like going for an ordinary walk and having to walk past the car in the driveway. So you, know, you can have that, that massive response. Motion sickness tablets can help as well. I believe they take about 30 minutes to kick in. So 30 minutes before a drive, you give your dog the, that medication. So that way the dog doesn't have the physiological response of wanting to vomit, which will help the psychological process of not having to feel sick and be scared of getting in the car. And of course, if you're only going in the car to go to the vet or to go to the groomer, then your dog's also going to be anxious about that. So that's not car sickness. That's just more about the, the fearful um, response I was talking before is that if it's always going to a bad place because you never ever have to like drive your dog except for going to the groomer or the vet for example then your dog may have that association so just getting in the car as a regular activity even if you're not going very far just for an ordinary walk jump in the car and just drive around the block and then go for a walk from there or go for that walk pick up the kids and then come back the dog's like no, nothing happened some days Chili's in the car for all day long like he's with me all day long, sorry. And he stays in the car sometimes up to an hour and a half. Obviously, always making sure that he's in the shade. Um, if it's cooler weather and if it's hot, windows are up and aircon's pumping with the car door locked so that I can get back in the car. No one can take my dog away. And also also the, the aircon's running for him, so he's staying cool. Or he'll come out of the car and be tethered. But my point there is that he'll be there for an hour and a half, two hours and and in those moments when the car's not moving, he's untethered. He could he could jump out of the car if he wanted to, but he doesn't. He stays in the car because he's comfortable being there. And it doesn't always mean overly exciting things. So he's pretty neutral being in the car, which is very nice. So giving those motion sickness tablets and then over time tapering off so that the dog just has its own normal positive response being inside the car. So that's about the car sickness. And then also with the car sickness, you want to make sure that you're putting your dog in a position where they feel comfortable maybe being in the front seat which I wouldn't recommend anyway because hitting the dashboard and getting in the way and climbing onto you is a problem so always in the back seat having them some dogs want to be on the floor and they don't feel sick being on the floor but being on the on the seat maybe watching the world go by makes them sick so being on the floor they feel comfortable they can huddle up and go to sleep and and some people have success with that some other dogs vice versa they're better on the seat not on the ground and other dogs are better inside the crate for a few reasons. Number one, if you can block out the crate, they can't see anything moving just with a blanket over it or something. That way there, your dog could be in the crate, not see the world go by, feeling comfortable, knows what the crate is, etc. Also, if your dog does vomit in the crate, so much easier to clean up inside the crate than cleaning up your car. So, um, crate 
as well. He's very handy for dogs that are looking at the window and just barking at any bike that goes past, barking at dogs, barking at people. Your dog's just going back and forth from, from window to window. So having the dog inside the back of the crate with the crate door, crates, sorry, I'm blocked off so they can't look out, is really beneficial. The dog doesn't have any stimulus to respond to, so the dog just automatically goes a lot more calmer. Because it's very hard to correct the dog for barking, reward the good behavior you're trying to drive, unless you have somebody helping you, which isn't always realistic. So having the crate, if your car allows for it, if not, then um, yeah, contact me and we'll come up with another remedy. But again, these are all general in nature, so things to consider. Especially if you're listening to this and you have a young puppy, start implementing some of these things as a precautionary measure as well as for safety and for um, a calm smooth trip in the car one thing that really grinds my gears is how people let their dogs come out of the car so it's important here that we understand that there has to be etiquette coming in and out of the car just like there's etiquette leaving the house and coming back in the house or going through any doorway any gateway it's the exact same thing so making sure that you have your dog in a sit when you've opened the door you tell him jump up so with my dog i say inside he jumps inside i close the door so for my dog when he's if he's off the leash and i'm going to the car he'll be on the on the nature like on the grass waiting for me and i'm on the roadside i've opened the door i release him i say okay which means he can come onto the road then i say inside he has to jump into the car so, and then when I open the door, he stands there and he waits until I say, okay, because there's times where I open the door and I don't want him jumping out. So making sure that there's a clear command to go in and there's a clear release to come out of the car. Very, very important. Also, uh, uh, something that I want is like a more of a pragmatic thing to think about is when you go and open the door to let your dog out. Number one, you fix the collar. Make sure it's in the right position. You've got the leash attached. Everything's good. You've put everything that you need in your pockets. Windows are up, whatever. So when you release the dog out, you say, okay. You could tell him to sit so you can hold this sit in the back seat or in the crate. Open the door. You wait until you're good and ready. You say, okay. He comes out of the car. You tell him to sit. You close the door. You lock the car. You put the keys away. You have everything ready. You say, okay. You start your walk. You don't let your dog come flying out like a bat out of hell spinning around, helicoptering around, getting between your legs, doing all the craziness, and then going, all right, now I'm ready, now we're walking. That walk started when you got into the car. So making sure that your dog understands how, because if he comes out an 8 out of 10, he's going to be a 10 out of 10 pain in the butt. But if you can get him out of the car a 4 or 5 out of 10 in a controlled manner, it's going to be more easier, it's going to be safer, and it's just a, it's a nice way to regulate their mindset before entering the exciting walk or wherever it is that you're going so as i said you never ever want to put your dog in the car unattended for long periods of time especially when it's hot and it's also illegal as well i guess in certain places so for me i make sure that while and my dog's only in the car when when i know it's safe and as I said, I'm always regulating the temperature in there. I know what temperature it is, so I make sure that it's not too hot for him. He always has access to water, and it's always in a shaded spot. If it's not in a shaded spot where I know it's cool or actually cold, especially in winter, then most of summer, the windows are up with the aircon running. Yeah, it's using more fuel, but I've got to keep my dog secure. I've got to keep him safe, and, um, and that's something to, can, to think about. Never, ever just crack the window. If your windows are going to be down... Even in winter, they have to be all the way down um, with, like, with doors open and things like that. So things to think about when you're storing your dog in the car, if you have to get out to the shops or whatever. An accident may happen to you. You may fall over and hit your head and not be ready to walk for another 20 minutes. And if your dog's in the car with the windows up, that's um, fatal for him. So be very, very mindful of that and making sure that your dog's always secure. With the harness, I prefer the harness on. In, like It's the only time that I'd use a harness really it, um, for, for an adult dog is if he's in the car or you can attach it to his collar. 
just be mindful of how much leash you've given them. And also another thing is when you're tying them up in the car, don't tie it. Don't, I don't like to put it on the seatbelt, like actually clip it onto the seatbelt. I prefer to have the leash, um, like, like uh, at the end of the leash, like a slip lead. And I put it over the headrest. It's still very strong at the headrest there. You can tie it up. You can shorten as much as you want. That way the lead is a little bit higher than your dog's feet. So if they have to get up to reposition, it's not tangling their legs and hit the brakes and you take them out. If you are, and you don't want to have the lead too long because it's not securing for anything because you can still, you know, go plummeting and projecting through the car. So there's a few other things to think about. And I use the backseat buddy. It's a brand you can get any type of like hammock. I think they call them a car seat hammocks maybe for dogs. Um, But the backseat buddy is the best brand that I found. I'm on my second one in 12 years and maybe even longer. So the other one, I only replaced it maybe two or three years ago. So they're really good. And mine can unzip and it can be a dog bed when we're camping or we're on holidays. So I don't have to like take beds with me. The backseat buddy is is on the the reverse side. It's got like sheepskin, which is pretty cool. And they're really durable as well. We can get cheaper ones, but then every year you may have to like replace them. And that way that protects my, my seat, my seat covers. And it gives the dog a bit more room to lay down where just the back seat, it's a little bit more limited. I think that's everything for the, your dog riding in the car advice episode today. If there's anything else that I'm sure I'll bring it up in, in future episodes, but those are, those are, that's going to give you enough things to think about what your dog should be like in the car, especially if they get overexcited or they're anxious or they're fearful and for puppy owners making sure that you're setting this up so that your dog can ride in the car calmly secured and um and you have peace of mind so hope you enjoyed today's episode hope you guys are having a great day train your dog have fun and until the next episode have a great one thank you bye thank you for listening to another episode of life with your dog please share with your friends if you're enjoying our podcast and leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others find the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, Life With Your Dog Podcast. My name's Panos, and to keep up with my dog training adventures, tips and techniques, you can find me on Instagram at np underscore dog underscore training, my website, npdogtraining.com, or my YouTube channel, Nutris Pooches. Thanks for listening, guys. My name's Luke. If you'd like to find out more about my dog training services, you can find me at www.kizuna, that's K-I-Z-U-N-A, canine, C-A-N-I-N-E, dot com, dot A-U. I'm also on Instagram at kizuna canine training. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.